this episode of The Full Nerd, Threadripper 3990X, a $300 gaming PC, and your questions answered, sort of, maybe. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 125. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with co-host Brad Charkis. Low internet. Elena Yee. Hey, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray is controlling the horizontal and vertical. Uh, Gordon, I've uh, recently moved, as you know, and uh, I started taking the bus system rather than the, uh, the BART train uh, the past couple days in the morning. And I'll tell you what. Like, talk about a quality of life improvement. I don't, I don't feel like I show up to work smelling like human feces, which is nice. Were you just rolling around in it? I, he just he just leaves it on like take that. Take Bart, Elena? Yeah. You really yeah. can't get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I have taken it within San Francisco, so I don't know if they've just clean hosed it down by the time it gets to Pal Station. But taking it from Pal Station to my stop usually isn't Yeah, too bad. I think have taken it is not the same as every day taking it. Every day, both ways. And, you know, that that little stretch where you're stuck under the water, under the bridge for, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, just in the tube. It's just the, there's no fresh air. It's stifling, you know, people, you know, even if you have a little bit of like personal bubble, like you just yeah, feel the does, people around but you. How do you get from that to rolling in the human feces? That's the part I don't get. Did I say rolling? Well, I mean, you said you come off smelling like it constantly. Oh yeah, no, it 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 doesn't matter. Even if you don't touch anybody, it's just like like it seeps into your yes, yeah, yeah. It's a horrible fabric. transit system. And the funny thing is, if you've ever been in New York City, New Yorkers complain about their transit system. No, come here, right on Bart, and they'll go back like, oh my god, New York Metro is so nice. Uh, they have this thing called cleaner. No, I. <laughs> New York City's transit system has kind of like a gritty feel to it. Oh, yeah. How, oh. So, like, our stuff is newer, so it's cleaner in that regard, but it's not cleaner because of what humans do to it. Whereas <laughs> theirs is just like. No. Theirs is just built. It's an old city. No. It's an old city. No. As someone who takes BART every day, every day, New York City, I would like, I would take a New York Metro train every day. Over Bart, there's no comparison. You why don't you know what? Why don't you voluntarily take Bart for a month and then go like, oh damn, yeah. But I have taken it regularly, just not and then not just at the, the distance you have. It's 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 yeah okay. Uh, either way, the bus man, talk about a nice sounds like upgrade. a missing out up here in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, you, you, what's your commute to to work like, Brad? Uh, I put on my sweatpants and I come downstairs. Perfect. There you go. In the summer, I put on athletic shorts, however, just to be accurate. <laughs> you got to look up uh, the uh, high-speed buses on Yin video, Adam. It's actually pretty funny. I'd never heard that. Yeah, we're just talking about the horribleness of our Bay Area commutes. Did, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm going to keep going with the sidetrack. Did, uh, did anybody watch the Oscars? I, I don't, I'm, I, not, I'm not an Oscar person. So I, I did just... not, but I did see the most adorable um, gif of uh, the Parasite director with his Oscar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cute. Super cute. Yeah. Great movie. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't watch the Oscars. Yeah. It's a, it, it is a great movie. I've seen it. And I, you know, even the even the fun of watching the Oscars, where it's like, okay, here's it's really boiled down to five choices. Now it's like something like eighty five movies are in the top in the, and you can pick from. Is like how many do they have now? Ten, twelve, twenty. It's dumb. Who it's knows? Just a waste of time. Who knows? Uh, you know what isn't a waste of time though? 
for buying a 64 core CPU. Definitely not a waste of time. Yes, if you know it, the what the official answer is. If you, uh, I oh God, who wrote this? If I you need it, you them. know it. If you need it, you know it. God, who said that? I feel bad. I don't remember who said that because I, I read a lot of talking. A lot of 3990X reviews. I, unfortunately, and actually fortunately, did not actually get a uh, review unit. Frankly, uh, we had a lot of moves to do. You could look behind us. The place is a wreck. So actually, the timing was perfect for me not to get a 3990X. But that doesn't stop us from talking about it anyway, because you Ooh. don't need to know about things that talk about it in the media. No? Yeah. No, nobody, nobody laughed at that joke? Uh, yeah. All right, so what it is, of course, <laughs> if you don't know, if you've been under a rock for, well, $3,990, uh, by the way, little little bit of uh, trivia there. That's, that was the price they came up for it after Ian Cutrus at uh, Anontech said, why don't you make it $399? Because I will tell you at CES when they, they said they announced their price at, what, 3995 or something? Yeah. It's like, why don't you just take $5 yeah. off, you know, make it thirty nine ninety, And they did it just because it sounds funny to have three nine nine zero for it. And, yeah, but uh, then Newegg did it for three eighty nine ninety nine. That's like, what, what kills me. <laughs> it's like 3000 yeah, a, a penny off. But, you know, I will say it was an improvement for Newegg because typically when there's a new CPU launch, a hot CPU launch, it's always expensive, right? Because they basically like, look, we only have whatever X amount of them. We're going to keep the demand low by raising prices and, oh, so, by the way, making more money. Mm, I don't actually think that's what Newegg, do, Newegg does off the bat. I think what happens is that they have a set amount of quantity at the list price, and it sells out so fast, it automatically then rolls to whatever really? third party. Because whenever I look at, I've like... I've seen Newegg Jack's prices on graphics cards oh, you know, really? on the first date, yep. the first party. Mm. They yeah. do that with Core i9. They did it with Ryan. You know, they always... The first day when they go on sale, it's above list. It's mm-hmm. a recommended I always price. assumed it was due to demand running through the original stock. No, no, they no, just want always, the money. They want That's the money. Terrible. Which no, it's you know, hey, what you know what. Go buy it somewhere else. You can't buy it. You know, that's their. I'm sure that's their take on it. And this part, mm-hmm. I was surprised, is actually listed. It's you can buy it at the price they're asking, right? Thirty nine ninety. I think that's more a signal of how they think of demand than yes. than them being generous to the masses. Well, a lot of people are not going to go right out and buy four thousand dollars sixty four core CPU. And you know, well, I actually real quick, somebody in the chat, Gore on the asks, who really needs sixty four cores, Gordon? Well, I I think it's the the messaging is really the same. You could ask honestly, who needs a thirty two core CPU? Is visual effects artists anybody yep. who really you know, for the most part, knows that they need all of those, that high core count. 64 threads on 32 core itself was problematic in the original 2990WX. It was a better with the 3990, but still, most people don't need to buy a 32 core CPU, right? That's that's ridiculous. So I think 64 cores, if you needed to buy, the crazy thing is here is I think people who bought 3990s who needed it, they're going to go out and buy uh, 3970s, they're going to go out and buy 3990s. Like, to me, yeah, sure, that was a $2,000 CPU. You put a, But if you really needed everything you could out of that 3970X, the 3990X is probably going to get you just as much, too, right? Because for visualization apps, all of the 3D rendering, all those, like, highly multi-threaded apps. Um, the big problem here, though, which sort of we, we hit that barrier, that... that uh, 
that sound barrier, speed of light barrier again. Windows has problems with more than 64 threads. <laughs> but So I was wondering about this because some of the stuff I've been reading indicates that they do have a version of Windows that can handle more cores, more threads. But better. people are using... Better, yeah. But people are using um, consumer level Windows 10, so that's why you're running into that. Well, it is one of the things... Yeah, Windows, Windows 10 Pro... Um, they basically, there's a 64-thread limit, and then if you go over that, it creates another, what, processor pool. So it gets very inefficient. And also, uh, Ian Cutrus, I want to mention, because, you know, there's there's a lot of coverage out there, and Nantech is definitely, you know, one of the really good ones. Where he, they tested Windows 10 Pro, Windows 10 Enterprise, and Windows... For workstations. workstations. For workstations. Yeah. And, and you basically needed an enterprise-class OS to run this, which is not a problem. You just buy that too. It's not really that I mean, much of an issue. For spending four thousand dollars in yeah. CPU, you can afford the license. Well, I, I think it's not that you need a workstation class, enterprise class to run it. It still runs fine with traditional Windows. It just runs a little bit better with the workstation OS, right? Uh, I was looking at some of the coverage out there, and if you turned off SMT with Windows Ten Pro, performance got better in many apps. Mm-hmm. And so you could get around that by buying, you know, an enterprise, whatever. It's where they, they don't have, uh, for some reason, Windows 10 Pro, if you have 64 core, 128 threads, it treats it, a, it thinks it's a two socket processor. Mm-hmm. There's just all kinds of weirdness. And, you know, I, I can see this, you know, again, this is not never, this is not meant for normal people. So, because to be honest, I'm pretty impressed that Windows does treat it as dual socket processor and isn't just like, what the hell is this? Because Windows 10 is fairly new, but even when Windows 10 came out, nobody was anticipating any consumer platform to have 64 cores, 128 threads at the time. Yeah. So I think it's cool that it just doesn't fail all over its face to begin with. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah, and definitely previous versions of Windows had far lower core counts mm-hmm. where things would get wacky, right? So, um, but I, I just think, like, yeah, if you, you know, there are just it. It's a little weird. Like the performance is is stunningly fast, right? Where you could do <laughs> some of those benchmarks, it was just flying. Um, like it, it'll it'll run Cinebench R twenty, which is just a synthetic benchmark. But I ran that on a twenty nine ninety WX and a Xeon, you know, thirty one seventy five X, and that's like you're waiting a couple of minutes for it to finish. And I think it was like sixteen seconds with this thing, where you, you could like, I think they they made somebody made an animated GIF out of it. It's like it can finish within the time frame of an animated GIF, with, you know, <laughs> which is very impressive, right? And it's just it's all over. Just it's amazingly fast. And then there's just lots of just like yeah, there's just. There's a, it's like a pharmaceutical where it's like you need to have the app and then you need this. And you, you, there's a lot of things you have to do to stack it up to make it really work for you. So not not meant as. I, here's the other thing: is this even a consumer part? Right. No. This is that four thousand dollars CPU is not a consumer CPU by any stretch of the means. It definitely is a high end desktop processor. Though. Is it even high end desktop? <laughs> you know, it's really funny because I was thinking, well. I, Traditionally, that workstation, you sort of like HEDT and workstation, sort of like they're very similar. Workstation sort of goes up mm-hmm. higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's, I was just thinking, what's the cheapest motherboard you could pair with this $4,000 CPU? <laughs> 
Well, well, it works with other TRX 40 ones, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't work with any of the TRX. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know like the prices for this. I will oh, okay. look while you guys discuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so four to $500. Not, not a lot when you're okay. thinking about it. You know, four thousand dollars. So I mean, yeah, that kind of buy-in though, I wouldn't call consumer. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you know, I mean, ATDT was a made-up term by Intel back when they were they had two sockets. When they had like, we could sell you, you know, here's your mainstream small socket part, and then we have our big socket for ATDT with six cores, right? <laughs> four hundred dollar motherboards, and that was an ATDT part, and it was high-end desktop, but like. We surpassed that. Sixty-four cores is—it's clearly—it's yeah. clearly a workstation, and, and yeah, it, it actually—it's faster than workstations. You know, two-socket workstations. It's definitely a faster than a lot of two-socket workstations out there. Four fifty is the bottom. No, so that's not and bad. And then it goes all the way up you to probably want more like eight hundred. Yeah, it goes up <laughs> into the eight hundreds. So there's a little bit of a range. Yeah, I mean, there are just so many crazy things like uh, uh, Linus Linus Tech Tips. He ran Crisis. On the CPU. That was, I That's, thought, one of the That was cool my ones. favorite part of any review. <laughs> one of my two favorite parts of any review. Yeah. He ran, it runs Crisis software rendered. It was slow as hell, but it yeah. ran. <laughs> the fact that you could do that rendered on a CPU in software. I, it's amazing. I actually think maybe we should just start a YouTube channel where all we do is just test hardware, just running Crisis. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's all you get. <laughs> There's actually, I forget what it is, there's some Brazilian channel where the, what they do is they use a bunch of older low-end stuff, because that's what they, a lot of, there's a lot of used market in Brazil and older stuff, uh, and that's what they do. They go, can it run Crisis? Oh, <laughs> and okay. then they'll sit there and do modern games and throw Crisis on there, too. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, it just, and the, um, Tweaktown, they ran it, they basically were running into circuit breaker issues, right? That is my favorite Crisis, that's the reason Crisis wasn't my favorite. That was my favorite part at Tweaktown when they said they turned on Precision Boost Overdrive and XMP profiles. They were drawing a 1,000 watts total <laughs> system from the wall, and there were lights flickering in the apartment. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's old days. That is the old days. I mean, remember, remember the days when you had to have a 1,500 watt? When a 1,500 watt power supply was not really enough. I mean, that was just crazy. So it's kind of, you know, it's cool, right? Um, right now in my system here, I have an 8-core 1800X and a 2080 Ti, and I got 650, and that's overkill. <laughs> yeah. So it's nuts to see a chip that actually needs it. Well, yeah. but think about that. The 3990X with more RAM, more storage, and then a 2080 Ti. Yeah. You, and you run in that 2080 Ti. RTX Titan. You, I, I would imagine you'd be up, you'd be right up at the limits. And then you throw in... You know, water cooling with a with enough fans, mm -hmm. you're probably up over sixteen hundred watts. I bet you you would have to. We had builds before where you actually had to plug it into different parts. Like you could plug in the system into one, and, and this is commercial building wiring. You could plug it into <laughs> one wall, and then the other one you had to wire. We had to run a heavy <laughs> heavy gauge extension cable, and then run the monitors and everything else off another circuit <laughs> on the other side of the you know, <laughs> part of the building. So. Uh, good old days. Nobody yeah. misses what's crazy days. what's crazy is that there's actually it seems like there's quite a bit more headroom in there too because uh joel at extreme tech just had his piece go up yesterday and gamers nexus ran an overclocking test over the week and they both overclocked it and they achieved much faster speeds and much faster scores so there's still a lot of headroom if you want to go well beyond a thousand watts yeah what uh <laughs> how, how far did joel get i think um steve got up to four nine or something 
He got the four nine. I just watched that right before we started this. Actually, I can't remember Joel's off the top of my head. And then I think the world record for it is like there's two at five 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 and some change, yep. and it's sort of the change part where they're sort of have the record. Hmm. Joel Joel's at Extreme Tech is actually a fun read too because the way he achieved it is he actually like took his nightstand, put it outside because it was frigid this weekend in the northern climates, <laughs> and he was running overclocking tests outside in the middle of the night on his nightstand in his front yard to wow. keep it cool. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, this is definitely a good time of year to have done this then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the interesting thing is AMD's basically saying, yeah, this, you know, um, this is like a, they call it desk side, desk side rendering is, is one thing they were pushing is like if you work at a you know visual effects firm you know typically you work on the model you send it off it comes back you know robert was here he talked about that but this is like yeah 64 cores you're you're getting the pre-visualization like really really fast so it is speeding up a lot of those if you happen to work as a visual effects artist at an actual visual effects house then it makes a difference but for normal it might make a difference for you know, like if you're compiling stuff or if you're yeah. running a crazy virtual machine setup, like a server almost. Yeah, you'd, you'd be running multiple virtual machines possibly. Yeah. I've seen some comments on previous uh, YouTube videos we've done, like the ones at CES where people who are like in aeronautics and other uh, uh, industries commented well, saying it, that, you know, it's not just the visual stuff. Well, and actually, yeah. over uh, over on um, on Twitch, un- uh, Uncle Elias says uh, AMD just partnered with Mercedes F1 team. Uh, they're using yep. 64 core CPU to run through their computational fluid dynamics and design renders. Yeah, Crazy. yeah, that's uh, I do that at, at home sometimes. Get <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, real quick to to step back, uh, where, where is it? Mike R uh, on YouTube asked, uh, "Can you all remind me the main differences in terms of RAM, PCIe lanes, etc., in Xeon versus the Red Ripper?" Good lord, I don't have it off the top of my head. Uh, there's more on Thread Ripper for PCIe because you get PCIe four more lanes. But Xeon does let you run more memory, especially if you're doing that um, 3175X because it's six channels. And actually, uh, Linus, he made a really good point, um, which is interesting because he said that, look, this is, the CPU is awesome for compute. But one of the real issues he had with it is the maximum amount of RAM, which I think is 256, 256 gigs. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, look, there's you're saying there's a visual artist thing, but it's a lot of there's definitely in his feeling that there are visual artists that like I need, you know, I need it. I need a terabyte of RAM. You can do that on Xeon. You can't do it on Threadripper. And his point is like, look, the reason you're not doing this on Threadripper is not because it's not possible, but because you want to sell them an Epic. You want to sell them an Epic part with more memory channels, more memory capacity. So he thinks that's kind of a bummer because he actually called it a dead end because of the memory capacity issue. We're 256 gigs, which seems crazy a, to us. That's a mansion dead end, man. That's a mansion by itself in a cul-de-sac <laughs> with a helicopter and a Olympic pool. Yeah, I but it's a good point. I mean, <laughs> it is a it is a bummer. It doesn't go to 1 terabyte, but you know, that's sort of like it's so weird that they've they've taken it so far they're now competing with their epic part almost in a in a way. I don't really know if that's the actual answer for why they stopped it, but you can imagine they don't want to crossover with their very expensive epic parts maybe yep yeah and Uh, i mean if you start building out more memory capacity like that then 
one, I'm not even mad that they only support 256 gigabytes. I mean, if you need more than that, I mean, to me, moving up to a workstation class thing is like, hey, man, if you need more than a quarter terabyte of memory, you should maybe get a workstation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, if you start building in more lanes and stuff like that, then it also increases the motherboard costs again. So, I mean, kind of makes sense to me. Let me see if I have It's already sold. 450 to 800 bucks, like Atlanta just said, so... Uh, I forget. Let's find you the exact. Is it? They don't say the actual PCIe here. I, I have to look it up, but that's uh, ah, somewhere. It's plenty. It's it's, it's plenty. Plenty. Where to quote that? It's plenty. It's plenty. I mean, we've really come a long way. Don't you remember when with the original Threadripper? What was it like? Was it sixty four lanes? PCIe mm-hmm. three, and that was like we were enthusiastic right? about it, it like, then. <laughs> because that was when Intel was doing KB Lake. It was like 44, was it, back then? Well, but they were also turning off PCIe lanes if you bought the lower-end parts. Right. But, you know, th- those were... That, I, I, and to be fairness, the original KB Lake X was, was, was an overclocking... Was made to break overclocking records. But, you know, there were some, like, lower-end... Remember the six-core Broadwells and Hazard mm-hmm. Ease where you, you would just, like, lose PCIe lanes? They would just turn them off mostly for... Because they wanted you to pay for the $1,000 part. So yep. and now we're like I don't know it's got so many PCIe lanes I can't even count right well, I mean, <laughs> and they're Gen four so it's it's crazy you've got several dozen you'll be fine yeah you got plenty <laughs> man and by, by, actually another good part that I liked reading the reviews around was Paul Alcorn's at Tom's Hardware when he pointed out that three years ago eight cores for a thousand buck was the best high end chip you could get and now. Look at this. We're talking about a 64 core chip with an un. You can't even commit to memory how many PCIe lanes it has. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it is one of those things where I think. Did they even have to make this? I mean, I guess, you know. Yeah, of course they do. Wouldn't you? Like, yeah, if, if you sure. AMD for the last 15 years, and then all of a sudden you're, you're right here with third gen rise and you're ahead of the game for the first time in forever, wouldn't you just, like, spike it like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand because, I mean, I think I've said this all along. I, I understand their frame of mind, you know. It's just simply if you can do it. I mean, why not just kind of, yeah, let's just like, let's run up the score anyway. We don't care at this point. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, it's so far ahead of the software. I mean, there's just so very little amount of software that can use it from a consumer, prosumer point of view that it's 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 ahead of the curve now on software. And then it's just sort of like it's $4,000, so... And the thirty, the thirty nine seventy X is a fantastic CPU for two thousand dollars. It's crazy. That's like a good deal now. <laughs> Move that anchor point. No, I just I'm like I, I don't know. I mean, and we've sort of hit. I just don't, where do you go from here? Could you really try to? Could you try to productize a hundred twenty eight thread CPU? I mean, hundred core CPU, hundred twenty. Where do you go from here? You know, you sort of like you've hit that limit. So then. What do you talk about next? I, I guess I just am going to refer back to my predictions for last year. Uh, I said there's no way AMD is going to go to 64 cores, and they clearly did. So I'm not making any more predictions anymore. <laughs> I, like I was going to just say, actually, that I think AMD is going to tell us when they're done pushing the envelope. Yeah, and it makes sense, too. I mean, I'm just being a little negative here, but it makes sense because... You got to figure Intel. You're looking over their shoulder. Intel's going to do something, right? And so I would just think you don't let off the gas. You just keep going. So that the Intel has to run harder 
and faster to catch up to you. Absolutely. I agree. I think it's not even just spiking the ball here. It's um, AMD needs to almost prove to everybody to just re um, reassociate themselves in everybody's minds. And the only way to do that is to just so completely overwrite what people used to think of you that they only have that lasting memory of what you're doing now. Yeah, you know, I do wonder, have we turned that corner? Do you think we've turned that corner on the AMD brand? Because there was a point, AMD fanboys, come on, face reality, there was a point where, like, you didn't want to be associated with the AMD part, right? It's just like, oh, you got AMD? They were they were terrible. And then the first, you know, rise and change that. And second gen, you know, there, we are, I, I feel like we're to the point where people are going out to the store and they're looking for an AMD part. Right. I there think was, that's right for desktop enthusiasts. I don't think we're there yet with mainstream. Like, I don't think people walk into Best Buy and go, give me an AMD laptop yet. You know, see, I think, well, one, that's because, frankly, AMD laptops, mm-hmm. uh, they're, you know, Intel, I've said it again. I've said, it's gonna, we'll see what it's going to be like when we see AMD laptops, but, I mean, thir- the next-gen parts. But, yeah, mm-hmm. right now, Intel is, is running the game. And laptops. There is no reason to buy an AMD laptop over an Intel laptop up to now, or up till it comes out, and then we'll have to see if it's that good. Yep. I can understand, but I'm just thinking for the mainstream, somebody goes into, well, I guess it's not even mainstream anyway, because nobody buys desktops that's mainstream, necessarily. I disagree with that, but I think if you're walking into Best Buy and looking to buy a desktop, you're probably not specifically hunting for a Ryzen part. Yeah. I think Intel's decade plus of hardcore marketing yep. still has a good hold in retail. See, that's that's where I would, I actually think we have really turned the corner. And I always judge that by looking at people who don't know a lot about computers and hardware. And my son's high school friend is was looking at building a new machine and he he specked out a bunch of parts. And and this is the it's an, it's anecdotal, but the fact is this kid Whose parent? They don't have a gaming machine. Parents are Mac users. He's going to build a gaming desktop, so he specs it out. He floats it to my son, who then runs it past me, and they are Ryzen parts, right? To me, it's just like that. You, you, you. That's like a normal person. I'm not going to disagree with that story, but I still think the minute you said they're building their own PC, that's a whole different group already from what Brad's talking about. Like the person that he's talking about is walking in there or going on the website and seeing a cyber power, you know, machine. And they're probably going to then turn to their friend uh, who knows more about computers and say, do you know anything about AMD? Like, I I don't know anything about them. I've only ever seen Intel. They're not going to necessarily think, oh, that part's going to be good. It's hard to tell, but I I think we're right on the cusp, though. Really? I think we're getting close to the Okay. You, you got to get the fanboys and the enthusiasts on your side first. And I think AMD's had that for a couple of years now. And I think this is the generation that put them ahead. And it's going to have trickle on effects to the mainstream soon. I think I just don't think we're there yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm, it's laptops, laptops, man. Yeah. Most people buy laptops. Yeah. And that's, that's <laughs> a different, that's a different, you know, different playing field altogether. Yeah, and we'll see once we see Ryzen laptops. If they can get some nanometer. decent market share there, then I think you'll have the mainstream uh, awareness that you're talking about. Yeah, I guess I I'm I would say definitely just from things I'm seeing. That's I, it's anecdotal at best, but still, I think the regular person is going out and they're wanting to buy Ryzen because the noise has been so 
loud on Rising. I think if they're building a system, yeah, there's that awareness. Well, that's person, the person, uh, entry-level builder who's looking to build a box, they're going, they're looking for value, and then they're also going to look at pre-builds because pre-builds offer decent value, right? So they're also going to look at Ryzen. I think if they're actually, if that, that beginner DIY gamer is looking at AMD, they're also going to be looking at pre-builds as well as... Sure, but still, I think the person that Brad's talking about is still not a the building yeah. person. They're the person that normally would buy a Dell or an HP. Yeah. One thing that was interesting to me recently is uh, both, I think, Gamers Nexus and Hardware and Boxed did videos where they look at all their affiliate links from Amazon data and be like, this is what you guys bought over the past year. And I have Hardware and Boxed in mine because I just watched it a day or two ago. Uh, but for both of them... AMD is overwhelmingly the favorite now, as opposed to Intel. Like for uh, hardware unboxed, it was like seventy or eighty percent of people who bought chips from them using their affiliate codes were AMD, and the only bastion left was the ninety nine hundred K for them for Intel. I just found that interesting, and I think that's gonna that's what's gonna eventually trickle down to the mainstream. I just don't think we're there yet. Yeah, but I mean it's. Hardware Unbox and Gamers Nexus are hardly Hard- mainstream, right? That's, yes, they're yeah. sort of on the on the far edges of it. So I, I don't know. We'll, we won't know until I guess we see sales figures, but until it's fun to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. What else should we talk about? Sixty four cores. It's just fast. <laughs> it's fast. <laughs> Not for I, actually. I was really. It's really funny because somebody said like. Because I, I did a review roundup story, and it was like, not for everyone, I said, because the headline that ended up getting stuck on there. And uh, somebody's like, really? Yeah, I think so. It's $4,000. You think so? And, and the funny <laughs> thing is, I, I respond, is like, you would be surprised that people don't understand this is not aimed at them. Well, I mean, we are talking about the the big swath of people that make up the internet, right? So you're going to have one part of the internet that says, what do you mean it's not for me? You can't tell me that nothing is for me. <laughs> the whole thing's wide open. I have choices. And then you have the contingent that will say, like, who is ever going to buy this? Why, why Why is this even a question? So you can't please everybody with a headline. Yeah, Never yeah. Can. Headlines are always tough to do. But <laughs> I, I there are a lot of people who think, I, and again, it's always disappointing to see gaming benchmarks run. I mean, I, I understand whatever. There's some curiosity about it, but to, I still think it's doing the CPU and even the 3990 a, a disservice to run games on it because 3970X, it just, it just didn't make... I did it. I did like two, right? But it was just like, you just have to do it because if you don't, people scream. But it's just like... I think it's more the curiosity so, factor. That's all. My favorite part of this little bit of conversation right here is that you hate seeing gaming benchmarks run on it, but your headline is literally AMD 64 core CPU can play crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on software. Cause you got to like, I, yeah, that wasn't, <laughs> that was part of the headline writing process that ended up, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, gaming does drive everything. It's easy to understand. It isn't the unfortunate thing of the world we live in, right? Everybody thinks it's all about gaming and it isn't all about gaming. So, I'm just yeah, laughing. This is if if you can afford this, it's going to game well enough. That's all you need to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fine. I'm so, just so. laughing because of how uh, 
neutral you were when you said, all right, so 64 cores, what's next? What's our next topic for today? <laughs> and it's like, you know what, three years ago, we all were like, 16 cores, what? <laughs> no, I mean, well, I mean, it's because we've talked years, about it so much. It feels like anticlimactic in a way. I mean, you knew it was going to be stupidly fast. You knew there was no, like Intel has nothing to even compete with it. I so, think it's still exciting. I think it's it's oh yeah, just good to see this diversity. I think it's just a bummer that I really do. I mean, I feel like we're sort of like we've just hit that limit. Now, of course, you can put newer cores, so you can make the cores better now. But certainly, how do you play? We're going to give you more cores, more threads as a as a. Would thing. you rather see them play the more core game, or would you actually rather see them play a higher clock game on the existing number of cores? Uh I mean, it's just one of those things. And if you really, a lot of the reviews overall, it is positive. It is stupidly fast. You know, asterisk if you can use performance, but you give up a lot. You're paying a lot of money for cores you just can't use. So, yeah, I mean, and actually the thing about it is they have decent, you know, I mean, it's a bummer I don't have the part to see because I would like to see how it performs in more pedestrian things. My thought is like if you if you don't give up um, the normal stuff that much, but you have the option to, to run it up when you're running multi-threaded, that's, that's a plus. But I just, I just know the vast majority of people are never, are not running applications that can hit it. So I want to know what you're giving up or if you are giving up anything there. And I don't really have a best feel for that. Cause I think everybody sort of chases, you want to see what it can do, but you know, and it's just there's a lot of limitations to it. And the best thing about Microsoft and Windows 10 is they are willing to fix things right now. Like, oh, hey, we have this weird like pool limit with Windows 10 Pro. OK, we'll just fix it and push it out with another service patch update, whatever. Six months from now, then, you know, it could be fixed. So that is good, right? I would not be surprised if Microsoft's like, look, if you want to use your 128-thread processor, you're going to pay $300 for an enterprise license, a workstation license. Yeah, I, maybe. But at the same time, AMD's here. If Intel has to chase them here with the 56-core count part, and this is not this is the trend that we're going in where people are they're playing. It's like megahertz, right? We're just going to give you more cores like more megahertz, right? And Microsoft sort of has to react to it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, hell, Windows 2000 was what two core? Remember there was remember there was a Windows that just didn't. Oh God, was it XP? XP did not support more than you know single socket. So mm-hmm. you had to buy you know 2000 or NT or whatever just to get up over one socket. And I think they sort of have to go with the reality situation. Is like the cores, the crazy amount of cores we have is 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 a is a permanent fixture of the of the CPU wars. Now it feels like because they really great. they can't give you more clocks. I can't imagine there being more clocks. We're sort of sort of stuck in that you know four to four to four eight kind of gigahertz part. It's not like we're going to go like oh magical ten gigahertz. That's not going to happen. So they're yep. going to increase IPC. That helps everybody. Core count is just sort of the easy way to give you more performance in applications that support it, right? <laughs> yep, hundred percent. I agree. At so, least, who knows what the next chips are getting so small? Who knows what the next technology will bring? But for in the near future, at least, I think we're getting close to the edge. Yeah, I mean, it feels like the next generation because we've now hit that hard limit of like, 
It's weird. We hit that limit with like what four gigahertz for a long time was very much a, a limitation. Like you just mm-hmm. didn't go. Every new processor launch was like stuck at four gigahertz. So you have to work on processor innovations and you know IPC increases. There's all the kind of stuff you can do internally to, to make it better. I'm just kind of like part of my sadness is like we really are at the we we really are at the end. And I think I said this at the same time when. I question whether AMD would do a 32 core part because, you know, it is very challenging to get software that can use it. It is awesome when you do, but if you do 32 now and then you do 64 the, the year later, where do you go? It's over. We're sort of you're at the end. I don't know where. I'm. I'm in a little. I'm a little concerned for where <laughs> we go from here. Uh, I'm actually not because I feel like every time you get on the show and you say something like that, we get some crazy new surprise. So I'm really hoping for good things now. <laughs> well, you know, there's some. Remember, there were some talks that there have been rumors that you know uh, AMD and in, I, I guess Intel has this in in uh, in its uh, uh, in some of its. Gosh, is it five parts? It's like four threads per core. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Oh, yeah. So you they, mentioned that rumor to me. Well, it's not a rumor. So, Phi has like four. It's 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 hyperthreading except four split into to more. So it's confirmed for their existing Phi parts. Oh, I see. Yeah, um, that's already been a feature of whatever the heck it is. So there have been rumors that AMD would do the same kind of thing, but what's what, the point? Same for F- <laughs> What do you do, right? Where do you go? Uh, what do you do, especially if the OS is a limit and the applications are a limit? And how long is it going to take for you know? Developers to actually catch up with core count. Yeah, but if you remember when clock speeds did start to, you know, we saw eight years of 10% increases, 5 to 10% increases from Intel. That's when we started seeing AMD and Intel really start focus on integrated graphics. That's when now AMD's coming back with this. So whenever we hit a wall in one respect, that just means that more focus gets put into other aspects and raises, like, you know, the overall value proposition. So I don't mind that. I don't mind saying, hey, 64 cores is where we're at. Now we're going to start finally putting a graphics chip in these Ryzen chips with them. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. It is, <laughs> I mean, it will. they'll go back to, you know, specialized instructions. And Intel is going to push closer integration with Optane technology, right? So... Yeah, it's not so great, but yes, it is also great. <laughs> Why is that not great, Brad? It's great and not great. I love seeing cutting edge new things. I hate proprietary things, so uh, it's I, a mix. It's, I, I, I understand people are going to be because you know people are going to scream bloody murder, like, "Oh my God, you you got Optane in a in a DDR four DIM, but you're not giving it to to AMD. You're being, you know, no, that's unfair. Not, yeah, it's like we just spent, eh, you know, like." Three billion dollars to develop us. You think we're just gonna give this away? You know, it's just kind of like. No, I agree a hundred percent. It's the same. I had the same argument when everyone was arguing about uh, Nvidia's, you know, hair works and stuff like that. Uh, they're like, oh, that doesn't work on, you know, Radeon cards. It's like, yeah, but all the normal stuff too still do. That's just an extra cherry on top, and they put a lot of money and time into it. So, yeah. That being said, Optane is awesome. It'd be sweet if it was more universal. Well, I mean, what typically happens is you have somebody race to get a proprietary solution. It buys them 36 months of being in front. And then the industry, you know, the industry abhors proprietary standards. They develop their own. It may not be better, but it is a standard. 
And that's what everybody kind of unifies around. But you, meanwhile, you have a three-year advantage in front of everybody, right? That's why that's why you do it. You want an advantage over your competitors. I just, I just know that people are going to complain when there's something proprietary. But at this point, Intel is almost like an underdog. You would think like, yeah, yeah. we're not going to give this away to you. You know, why would we do that? This is something we spent our money on. Why don't you cut us a check for half the money we spent on it, and then we'll give it to you? It's just like, no, it's just... You know, I, I just don't see that. And I, at the same time, I, I wouldn't expect AMD to do that either. Why, why not? I know that AMD generally sticks to standards because they don't have the, the scaling that Intel does. But at the same time, if they have something badass, I wouldn't expect them to share with, with Intel or NVIDIA either. They should keep it to themselves, right? That's just it's yep. an advantage. If they yeah, can, if totally they can leverage it. I mean, AMD really has not been in a situation where they could leverage it. Like G-Sync. G-Sync mm-hmm. is awesome. G-Sync was first. They made it work. They did all the heavy lifting. Shouldn't NVIDIA benefit from that? It got to a point where, yeah, it got annoying as hell. But, you know, they got three or four years of, of being in front for it and, and making that a reason why you why, why you would buy their parts. So It's still better, too. <laughs> yeah, except in cost. It's better yeah, except in cost. cost. Yeah, it's better pay for cost. it. Yes. But, you know, I, I you know proprietary standards, I, yeah, I understand. Not so proprietary because we don't want game consoles where it's so closed off. But I can understand, like, you know, they, you know, whatever. If you have something special, you know, hey, you know, give them, give them their, 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 their glory. Don't go screaming that it's just unfair and this is. You're going to call the I, FTC on you got it in speed dial on your phone. <laughs> to be clear, I was not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I would say it is cool and not cool because. To get companies to invest in this cool new stuff, they need to get a return from it. So I understand why this happens. That said, it still stinks when things yeah. aren't universal. No, of course. It's always, <laughs> it's always better for you to have a standard, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now we just need RGB lighting standard. That's all. <laughs> I'll never talk uh, about it again. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day. Well, it really needs to be, there needs to be a standard for RGB. There needs to be specifications too, like, because some of them are just like, the ones that are just terrible, you can see that stair step as, and then there needs to be, there needs to be, it needs to be integrated into DirectX. If you ask me, there should be a DirectX lighting portion that just like come yes, on. Please. And I thought there was going to be this. I've heard, I've heard people talk about it, but I've not seen it. That Microsoft doesn't get in there, but they need to get in there because it's a mess, right? Why not control yep. it? And then there's the whole RGB versus ARGB thing for motherboard support. <laughs> on top of that. Is there RGB in the consoles? No, I mean, I don't know. The the, the new Xbox One could have some kind of like lighting. I don't know. I mean, it's not gonna be RGB. It, no. I was I, I was more wondering if there's RGB in a three hundred dollar gaming PC. Is what was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, going going from sixty four cores <laughs> down to two, baby. Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fifty dollars. So I'm just I'm, seriously. I last question about the RGB thing. <laughs> oh, I was making a joke. Oh, Man. I thought you were trying to. I no. I also I, thought you were trying to do a really to, slick transition. Yeah, I, I, I don't trans- the graphic. Trans- it's done. I yeah. just want to know, like, if why? Because I for I mean, I know people hate it. There's definitely people who hate RGB mm. on PC. But like, you can't have a gaming desktop that you sell without RGB. I'm just surprised that same kind of like the, the same the wide lapels and bell bottoms and big frizzly hair is not translated <laughs> into consoles. 
Well, consoles uh, were out before RGB got big. Well, so also, are like six or seven year cycles. I believe the, the new one, the new, the new one, the Xbox Series X, I think glows from the top, the, yeah, but same. just green. Oh, I, yeah, okay. yeah, just yeah, green. I, I but I, which oh. is not full RGB. It's not going to be yeah. R&B. Way to pull <laughs> it's it's NVIDIA, NVIDIA, man. Just, just the G. <laughs> NVIDIA has RGB, too. It's only green. <laughs> True. I, I, Razer, I, same thing. I kind of wish, I kind of wish that at one point, Jensen's going to get up with the car. It's going to be, it'll be like, look, it supports, it supports a rainbow of colors, except for red. <laughs> like, you can cycle through every single color. No red. Blue, green, yellow, orange. Purple. It just cycles right back to blue. You know, and then it's just like, hey, where's the red? Oh, yeah. We, oh, oh we're going to fix that in the driver going for It's like, hell no, we're not going to do it. Those red LEDs were just too expensive. Wouldn't that be funny? That would be funny. I and do. You know what wasn't funny, though? No RGB on a three hundred dollar PC was a, a live build. We had a damn good time. Elena. Wait, you said it wasn't funny? It was. It was fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you it, said it wasn't. It wasn't, uh, funny. it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. It was serious business. That's what I meant to say. Was it serious business? <laughs> no, it was fun. It was a good time. But Elena, for people who didn't tune in to the live build, which okay. you should, there's a link in the description. Yep. Uh, what, we have two parts. Why did to you? It. Why did you do this? Um, I really wanted to build with an Athlon 3000G. Uh, AMD was actually kind enough to send us one because at the time that I thought up this project, you just couldn't get one retail. Um, I think they had just were sold out or they hadn't really fully, you know, trickled its way through into the retail channels. So they sent me one. Um, and then I decided to do, uh, timing wise with GeForce Now, I was like, hey, well, I'll do my build and then we'll see, like, you know, how, how does this run? GeForce Now compared to local games. I mean, obviously, you're going to be capped on what you can play locally. So then, you know, you can use GeForce Now to kind of fill out the things that you can't really play as well or at all on this little box. So this has a 3000G. It has a A320 motherboard. So no overclocking is going to be happening there, even though the 3000G is unlocked. Um, Eight gigs of RAM running dual channel. Because I'm running off of integrated graphics, so I wanted to give this little box every advantage it could get. And uh, I think I picked an M.2 NVMe drive. Yeah, the, it's the Intel 660P inside, 512, uh, 512 gigabytes. Uh, kind of split the difference between high capacity, like you would get with a hard disk drive, but also having you know a faster boot drive because an SSD makes life so much better in terms of quality of life. And... Uh, it's a 450-watt power supply, and I think that's everything. So it's a very basic build, one of our few live builds that didn't take forever in a day to get through. And we actually spent more time just running things on it. So, you know, I had um, already pre-installed the operating system, pre-installed Steam, had uh, put a couple of games on here. So that way we just jumped right into the testing. Uh, we ran... We tried to run Crisis, but it turns out that for whatever reason, on certain systems running Windows 10, it just won't run properly. And the Steam version. Uh, on the Steam version. So oh, hmm. we tried it. Well, we didn't have it downloaded. We didn't want to waste time that, uh, for that on the first stream. So then I downloaded it and got it all set up for the second stream. and It still wouldn't work. <laughs> so then on Friday, yeah, it was Friday that I basically just installed the Geoshi version and everything was fine so i should have just done that originally yeah speaking of don't forget to get your steam refund i know right yeah <laughs> Jeez. man don't you want to keep it for future testing you can use well, no I'll, I'll get the 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 gog version yeah because the, oh. the, the steam version whatever you know yeah i mean you there are 
troubleshooting things you can do for it. Um, you know, PC Gaming Wiki has, uh, I think, a, a DLL file that you you can use that um, basically changes what the game's trying to reference, so it stops crashing because whatever I forgot what it was. Whatever it was supposed to be referencing or accessing in 2007 is no longer a thing that's installed on most modern PCs, mm-hmm. so that's why it was crashing. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of downloading random DLLs off the internet, even if it's from PC Gaming Wiki, so I prefer using the GOG version. That's just me. Yep. Uh, but it was pretty good. We actually had uh, people who were a little confused to see uh, GeForce Now with RTX on running on an all AMD build. <laughs> uh, you know, there were people who were like, wait, how is that how is that happening? Yeah, uh, you mentioned that a couple of times, yeah. I think, during the stream, just to kind of needle people. <laughs> they were confused or they just couldn't believe you could do that? Uh, they were confused. They were like, wait, hold on. The, they, this shouldn't be running on the system. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, watched, I watched the first stream and it was actually wild to see Metro Exodus running on a system like that. Even though it streamed, just the idea of playing that game on a box like that was amazing. Yeah, it was um, it was really dependent on the quality of the connection, though, for sure. So if you're somebody who yeah. doesn't have a reliable connection, it's going to be a harder sell to do something like this as an option. Uh, there were a couple of times where Adam would start playing, but we didn't realize Steam had started auto-downloading again in the background. <laughs> there was a point where yeah. like the pixels on the TV bad. were like this big. The blocks were just bad. so bad. <laughs> Also, yeah, I mean, we, and we have really strict uh, firewall stuff here at the, mm-hmm. the corporate Ethernet. Uh, so even though we had the throughput, you know, the 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 NAT and stuff just you know is not configured mm-hmm. for that, and we it's not like we can get them to open any of that stuff up. Uh, and but we did run some stuff locally, and we and did. to varying results. And some of it was limited by our capture. Uh, we realized that when when we output the native resolution to 720p, uh, then my capture software would have to try to upres to to 1080p. So, so it it, poop. it yeah it ran real bad. So. For you know, for most cases, we just had to run it at 1080p. But some games lets you scale the internal resolution uh, within the game mm-hmm. to to render it 720, but still spit out a, a 1080 signal. So in those cases, you know, like I, I mean, we it, it was not bad. You know, it was like nope. it was Switch ish quality which you know <laughs> it's not bad you played super meat boy and, and felt I mean, pretty good super, about it super meat boy is i mean you can run on pretty much anything I, but that you know it's like there are a lot of awesome indie games out there there that, are a lot know, of awesome indie games yeah. what i like about this is that you know if you are you all have a parent like gordon who refuses to let any consoles in their house <laughs> uh, or streaming services I no guess. we have a wii somebody give us a wii <laughs> Uh, if if that's what you're using to teach your children that consoles are not the thing, I I can understand why your children would. You like should have given a Wii U. Yeah, you should have been like, "Hey, kids, here's a Wii U. You don't you don't want to play with consoles." The Wii see? was is, was one of the best selling. The Wii U? No, no. The Wii was one of the best selling consoles ever and blew away consoles that looked and were much more powerful though. Uh, no, it definitely didn't blow stuff away graphically. No, not yeah. graphically, but it was smoking. I can tell you those those Wii versus Nintendo versus Sony and Microsoft. There was a point where yeah. like they were selling why'd you even a make lot. Your stupid consoles. They were selling a lot of consoles, but they weren't they weren't getting the, the mainstream. They yeah. weren't getting the support they needed for games. So that that system was a lot not of shovelware. So, yeah, yeah, that's game. Anyway, we're not here to talk about anyway. Consoles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a question though. Uh, on the configuration. Here we go. Here we, we go. go. Yep. No, Bring so it. like it's interesting <laughs> to me because you went with the 512 gig SSD. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, just would have made more sense to do a hard drive and go for discrete graphics, or that's just too painful. To well, do. so, so I did this as a three hundred dollar build, but obviously somebody who's building with a fifty dollar CPU is going to be on a pretty tight budget to begin with. So I do know that a couple of my choices are, or specifically the storage drive, was a little bit more of a splurge. So you could shave off another. $25 or so by going with a one terabyte hard disk drive. I just think, honestly, the quality of life difference is so dramatic that you could pay at least, you know, 15, 10 or $15 more and get, you know, 2.5 inch SSD. I went with an M.2 just because, you know, it was an affordable NVMe drive and also it just is a cleaner build and I didn't feel like having another, just another random like wire blocking everything. No, I'm just thinking of whether it makes sense to go for a 60 or $70 GPU with that over the integrated. There are no? not a lot of great choices for <laughs> Under that Under kind of bucks, there's not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I would, I personally, I would have a hard time building a system without an SSD these days. Hard drives are, are, are hard to use. Yeah. Once you use them. For a primary drive. Even, and yeah. even, even if you say, hey, I'm, I'm mostly going to be running on GeForce now, then you're still throttled if you want to do anything else, you know. Yeah. So, and that's the reason why. So we did this. So I did this as a three hundred dollar build, right? So uh, no discrete graphics. We're just running off the Vega three um, integrated graphics in the APU. But I did also run this build with a RX five seventy, the four gigabyte model that Brad sent me as a loaner for this testing, and that raises the price because. I mean, it's an older card, but for like $100, $110, you get just this huge, massive boost. (laughs) It's it's substantial. It's just like, whoa. It's noticeable. Um, And because there's just so, there are so few options under $100, it's kind of either, for me, it felt like this either or proposition, right? Like if you're going to get the discrete graphics, then get this older card that gives you so much at that price. I 100%. There are some caveats with that, though. Um, in the testing, in the second stream, you'll see that you know certain games just don't quite match the performance that you'll get. You can expect at an RX 570. Uh, I was, I'm using the exact same card that Brad used for his initial review of the 570, and I believe in like Hitman when we're the benchmark's a little weird, so I think Hitman just doesn't run particularly well. On the system, mm-hmm. I have I haven't figured figured out why, and I haven't really dug into it deeply yet. But I think for your settings, which was you know most everything maxed out, SSAO off, um, running at 1080, you were getting like in the 75 range, I think. Mm-hmm. And then for this box, it was getting in the 40s. So some people automatically thought that was because the CPU was throttling it. But I also think that, I mean, there's probably some of that at play, but I really think the fact that, <laughs> so thing that I didn't realize building this far down in the stack uh, was how many PCI lanes, PCIe lanes I get. Like I've never had to think about this before mm-hmm. where it's like you just get rationed out. <laughs> um, and so even with something like the uh, Ryzen 3 1200, which is the, um, the PC that I stole the motherboard from, like I have an Xbox One X build from 2017 that I was like you know, scavenging for parts because we don't really have any A320 boards in this office. We usually build with like B350, B450, you know, X470 boards here. 
And so I, I take it, uh, I use the, the 1200 for, you know, installing operating system and all that on the drive. And I'm like looking up the specs between that and the Athlon 3000G. And it's like, oh, this 1200 actually has 20 PCIe lanes. So I don't have to worry about this still with this particular CPU. But um, with the Athlon 3000G, you, you only get, we're still, I'm trying to get this officially confirmed, but the... The belief um, from reputable sources is that you only get six off that CPU. So it's like four for like a discrete GPU and then like two are supposed to be set aside for the chipset. Um, so and then uh, if you <laughs> are dropping this into a motherboard, the Azeroth motherboard that I have says that for Athlon parts, it only supports by four. So you get that, you know, from the motherboard. So either way, this card is probably running at on by four instead of a full by 16 so that's going to affect performance too so it's it's not the full experience but in some games like tomb raider rise of the tomb raider not the most recent one but the second game uh we are getting like maybe i think in the 50s if i remember right i have to go back and check the benchmarks and it depended on which area yeah like some areas it was it was like one of those things where you looked at the benchmark you're like whoo some parts of that game are not going to be fun to play through <laughs> but some <laughs> were fine settings. Yeah. and some were fine so i think it's one of those things where you're just going to have to adjust depending on how the game's running at that particular point if you were matching my testing settings they're probably all at like ultra or yeah. high or whatever mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think if you make a system like this you're probably going to be bumping it down to higher medium and mm-hmm. you'll be very very happy even with the reduced pcie lanes yeah. with the performance that you're going to get out of it yeah so you're paying more than you would for something like an xbox one s the lower mm-hmm. tier model or like a regular playstation 4 but if you want the whole you know it's a pc you can still do your taxes on mm, it like Gordon likes to likes to say yeah. like it's not a bad compromise um especially you're paying a little bit more because if you do that you know RX 570 it's a $400 thing instead of like what these days you can get an Xbox for like $200 250 but you are getting that extra That made me I think it was cool actually that you went into uh GeForce Now because to me to talk about this discussion over price like I would pay the $300 up front if I had a really tight budget and get it up and running and then just coast on that $5 a month for GeForce Now for the two or three months save up more money for a graphics card. So I think it's a good band-aid for stuff like that. That's really smart. Yeah, because you get three free months, right? And then once it goes to paid, then you get uh, $5 per month as an introductory price for a full year on Mm -hmm. top of that, I think. Mm-hmm. So and that's a that's a year if you're you know working and saving that's a that's a decent time to save up for a discrete GPU. Mm-hmm. Would it make more? I I do wonder though. Is it too low? I mean, I know all gaming means many things because there's plenty of games you could play on it just fine. But is it too low to call it a gaming PC? Because you're essentially looking at the equivalent of integrated graphics performance in a dual core Core i three practically, right? A little bit better, but. I mean, the graphics are a little better than what we typically think of, of integrated graphics. So, I don't know. I I would openly admit that this part was not designed necessarily for this. I think this part really is for people who are thinking of running a home theater PC or, you know, a little server box or whatever, because it's so cheap, right? But there are those people who are on slim budgets. And yeah. So, and it's also I've, just a fun hook just to see how it, how you can leverage all the things available to you. Um, if you're on a budget to still get a really good experience or a much better one than if you were just locked only 
to you know integrated graphics on a laptop or something like that. I actually Which did also have use GeForce now, by the way. So I actually did have several people, at least two or three, reach out to me after that Athlon part was announced, asking me specifically, "How's a game? Could I build a cheap gaming box out of this?" So, I mean, would you recommend that? I mean, it again it depends what you're looking for. Yeah, if you're if you're in a developing world or you are on a no, I mean that's you <laughs> can't see anyone in the United States or in Singapore or anywhere else <laughs> in the world that you know doesn't count as a developing country. Well, I just I it. think it's a bit of a misnomer to call it a gaming PC because it essentially well, is a three hundred dollar PC. Uh, it'll play that, games. What do you? I don't. I can play games yeah. on IGP. Is that yeah. a gaming? Would I really sure. call that? Yeah. Why not? Well, you that is think, IGP. I mean, come on. If, if <laughs> I mean, if you gamed on it, sure, you can call it whatever you want. That's the fun part of PC, right? I guess what I'm and saying is, I is, uh, a lot. A lot of people are only interested in esports. Like we like to focus on AAA games because we like the eye candy. But there are a lot of people that will only play Dota two. Or they'll only play CSGO, or they'll only play League of Legends, Rocket, Rocket League, stuff like that. This box would be great for those people. Or, or, if you, or if you want to dig into the past and, and just do uh, old school emulation. You know? well, like, there's I'm, a whole history of, of games. I guess what I'm saying is... If, is it, if, a, it actually ran Half-Life 2 really well. Is it in a misnomer to call <laughs> it a gaming PC? Is what I'm saying. No. No? Why, why not? You can... Because I can call this KB Lake laptop dual core IGP a gaming laptop. Yeah, why not? If I went I and stop sold you. this as a gaming laptop, people would come with pitchforks. I and- don't think it's a misnomer because I feel like the the amount of sacrifice you have to do to get uh, to make this particular thin and light something that you would game on regularly, the kind of sacrifice you have to do in terms of dialing everything down, the resolution, all that. Um, push it so far to the extreme end of the spectrum or spectrum, excuse me, that I wouldn't necessarily call it a gaming machine, but you could actually use this at fairly comfortable settings and it'd be okay. Well, that's what I'm trying to get a feel for because I mean, Adam is basically saying I could sell this, go to market and call this two and a half pound laptop, a gaming laptop. I mean, if, if you started up a uh, Gordon's uh, laptop Emporium, I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> so you can, at that point you can call whatever you want. Whatever the internet you want. would <laughs> scream that that is just totally. Well, but, uh, but by that, by that logic though, Elena's not going out saying she could sell that. Like you're know, the only I'm, one saying you could go out and like sell it. I mean, that's why I did air quotes gaming. Cause I'm wondering if it's even fair to call it a gaming PC. I oh, mean, you know what? Actually the, the chat figured it out for us. There's no RGB lights, so it's not a game. Yeah, there's no RGB lights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely with that 570, yeah, clearly works. But I'm just wondering mm-hmm. if it's a little too low to even. Well, but it, it, I mean, the other big thing is GeForce Now. Would you call GeForce Now gaming? Are you saying I could then call? I could I could sell this laptop as a gaming laptop. I, just, I mean, you actually could under that argument because yeah, on mean, this one, I would have to side with Gordon and Adam just because GeForce Now is supposed to work with. And weren't we, say, were we saying that they're eventually going to bring it to Chromebooks, Chromebooks or something? Yeah. It works everywhere. So I mean, we can't really use that as an argument to say that this makes it a gaming. Depends on system. what definition I, I, of gaming right? is. I, you know, the actual. The is. actual. If you look at the stream headline the title subject whatever uh it was 300 dollars pc with geforce now so the geforce now was tied into the integral part of it so yeah i i'm just saying maybe you go for a higher end apu with a vega 8 or a vega 11 get you more 50 bucks more 
you know? I mean, you could go that course. route. But I think, again, Gordon, that could be... I think you have a very <laughs> admirable, like, eye for always wanting to, you know, pump something up to make it, you know, beefier. I just think that, there, are, like Brad says, there are going to be people who are going to be satisfied at this, at this $300 price point. Honestly, for me, if I was going to move up, I don't know if I'd necessarily advocate um, spending more money on a higher uh, end APU just because they're not actually that affordable uh, oh. relative to the $50 one. What, 90 bucks? Something I mean, like you're that? jumping up quite a bit. So honestly, for me, I think if you really wanted to make this like a really, really solid, dedicated uh, gaming PC that would fly under your definition i would keep the rx 470 and then i would if you could still get your hands on the 85 dollar um 1600 af model mm -hmm. uh i think that's a really great upgrade to it yeah a lot of people in the the chat are saying that as well mm -hmm. uh but i mean you can you can drop that in there right so i mean you could start and mm -hmm. then upgrade mm -hmm. you know yeah, yeah but i mean i'm just saying maybe it's a misnomer to use that term I mean, Gordon again, gaming is, gaming is used on everything. <laughs> Gordon needs to have things fit AM, into you one You've got to remember, AMD specifically was pitching this as, like, you can overclock this. It's only 50 bucks. You can play games on it. So AMD was pitching as this. I think it's really useful experiment mm -hmm. to build out a $300 mm -hmm. PC and see what you can actually get mm -hmm. out of it. So I'm actually, like, super glad this happened. I watched the stream myself more, because more, I was really interested in that. More importantly, Gordon, though, uh, would you consider this a gaming PC if she just used a controller? Oh, we're gonna start oh, this argument. No. <laughs> oh man, I have got... I have feelings on this. Helene is angry because people so many feelings on this. She has uh, injury issues. It doesn't even matter. Like, let's just say that I like a controller. It has nothing Same to here. do with tendonitis or anything else. I just like a controller. My beef with some of the internet comments is that people will say to me all the time. Gordon says this all the time. The PC is so open and free. It's flexible. The platform lets you do anything you want. Mm -hmm. And then you bring out the controller. Everyone's like, no, you can't do that. Why would you play with a controller? You can you can only get the most out of this with a keyboard and mouse. You need to stop using the controller and just teach yourself how to play this game with the mouse and keyboard. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you can't tell me the one thing and then tell me the other. Now, I think I mentioned this on here before, but I actually, when I'm playing single player, even shooters, I like to use a controller because I sit here and I type and I mouse <laughs> around yeah, we're for 12 all, oh, hours man. a day. Gordon's just no, going to boot like us I, all from the show. I sit here for 12 <laughs> hours a day on a keyboard and mouse when I'm, you know, kicking it back, having a beer, playing some games don't and playing a controller. Nice. But when I hop, Come on, you don't. No, is that's that real, Brad? true. Yeah, it's 100% true. I got two controllers so, right okay, there. okay, you're saying when you get, when like, I jump in the competitive, drunk, you use when the I jump controller? When I competitive... Not, <laughs> I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter anymore. I use keyboard and mouse, however. <laughs> I, look. No, when I get knock over drunk, I start yelling at, like, Alexa, move right. Shoot the gun. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you want to order toilet paper? No, Alexa, turn right. <laughs> Five degree uh, swivel. Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, uh, Jan Jojic uh, gave us two dollars, saying controllers are for consoles. That's, that's not very nice. I will say though, I I do acknowledge not all games are well tuned for controllers. 
So it is actually hard to play in certain first-person shooters with a controller because it's just like way too sensitive for the amount of analog control you can have over a thumbstick. So and on the flip side, it's hard to play Dark Souls with a keyboard and mouse. So driving games, the beauty of an open platform. There's something. I'm gonna (laughs) let me let me. No, it's not open. You can only use mouse. It is here. Here's what we mean when we say it's an open platform. And I don't know why anybody didn't get that. Open, but not really. It's open because, you know what? You can take it and plug in your controller when you're high like Brad playing games, (laughs) and you can do it. If I took a con- if I took a mouse Dang, and keyboard and I plugged it into the USB Type A port on a PlayStation or an Xbox, what could I do six years ago? Um, yeah, actually, why did you just say six years so ago? So six years ago on Xbox, you could actually use the keyboard to navigate through the operating system. Yeah. Oh yes, of course. But I mean, they had these things like the backwards Australian toilet flusher for <laughs> Xbox, so you could use mouse. Key. That's why it is open. You can do whatever you want. Right. So is I it play, recommended? I can play no, with the controller. No, it's not recommended. Is it better? Probably not. 90% of people would say it is not better. But whatever you want to do, go right ahead because we let you do it. That's not That's not what the like internet's telling the same me. Thing. What? No. <laughs> I feel like but, we're all saying the same thing. No, right? we're not. <laughs> no, we, we're, we're not. not no, because what no. I'm saying is controllers like, suck. <laughs> one, <laughs> it's not as good. If you can reckon, if you can say that it is not as good, it is not. I'm not going to win any competition. You say that, with this. but I don't say that. That's because you, dude. I know, the, I know. Bring it up. It yep. is not. Keep coming. Look, hey, Steam the controller, man. Steam controller is pretty damn awesome. The people why people why they get angry about the controllers, Adam, because people go like, it's just as good. It is not just. I as never good. said that. But, I, know, I mean, yeah, that's, no, you're not saying it, but people are reacting no. to years of people saying it. It's just yeah, as good. All right, well, it is not I didn't actually say problem. that, yeah. so there's no reason to, to, <laughs> to jump on me like I did say that. What I'm saying is, go ahead, do whatever you want, but don't say it's better. It is not better, Adam. It is not better. I Did I say it was better? I've never said that, said that that a controller you is better. You literally just said that it's five minutes ago. It's better for me. Yeah. Better for I you enjoy it. And there are going to be other people like me. <laughs> is your demonstrably better proven by facts like no one uses a controller to play games in like, oh, I've never seen a controller used for uh, a, a <laughs> championship level, you know, uh, uh, StarCraft, right? You don't, you don't see it. It's just not done, right? It's just not. You'd be impressed if they did, though. I'd yeah, be impressed right? if they could, but the reason why <laughs> Also, is I don't think can't. anyone here is saying that high-level yeah. competitive gaming should be played on a controller. No, but I, look, so you can plug in your controller, and it works. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Go, hey, yeah. go for you're it. the only one saying that the mouse and keyboard is better. <laughs> That's because it is actually better. It is actually proven to be a better... A it is, superior. I will say, is faster and more accurate. For me, after typing you know, 50, 60 hours a week for my job, I enjoy relaxing with my relaxing hobby and just holding something in my hands, not mouse and keyboard style. So it's better in the fact that it's more comfortable for me when I'm playing single-player games is a controller. All right, Depends me, on what your depth You know why? Better it's is. better for me because I play games and I get so little time to play games, I want to enjoy them to the absolute maximum efficiency. <laughs> 
I don't want to be in a multiplayer match where somebody's running around with their controller just having fun. Wait, is this really an on issue in game. World of Warships? No, here's the thing. No, but you <laughs> use it. Not, when I Once again, am the theoretical. using the controller in multiplayer games, I'm getting my aimbot hacks too. Remember that? Oh, if you're using your so, aimbot, yeah, then yeah. that's theoretical. Not, you are getting that, but no, because game, PC games don't support that. If you use a controller, you do not get the aimbot. Right. All right. That's only uncomfortable. I, when you get the game. When about, I play right? competitive, I use keyboard and mouse. Like I said, so I don't know. Right. So <laughs> I, I just think, yeah, sure. Single player, where it doesn't matter if it's of no importance. I'm yeah, just saying, sure. I got accused of not ben- benchmarking this PC correctly because I dared to plug in a controller. Uh, well, you know, it's <laughs> well, it's, you know, they have a unusual. <laughs> it is just unusual to see. Like, why are you using a controller? Where people don't. You just. Unusual to see people. Be- it's unusual. I'm sorry. That's just like it and is. Maybe a- it's because you all shame us to also, live in dark corners and never talk no, about it's just, it. It is just. It is unexpected because you basically you have a budget <laughs> computer, but you're plugging in an optical controller to play the game. It costs thirty to forty bucks for the controller. Or Man, so the keyboard. Yeah, but you have to have. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, I said this Steam this controller. Was the funniest thing I could just run yesterday. a whole Steam just... controller on a PC. I don't even need and a mouse. This is why I have no problems with people saying you're insane when you say things like, "Well, you can you, you can you can use your computer without a, a keyboard yeah. and mouse." Yeah, Steam That's controller. That's like you don't have to have a monitor either, do you? <laughs> you can turn on the, the the assisted, and it'll come on. It's just that is not. So uh, it was funny because we started having this argument yesterday in the office, and Adam's like, "No, like, no, stop, save it stop. for the show, save it for the show." And I said to him, "Don't worry, it's I'm sure we there. will have this exact same argument, the exact same way tomorrow." And I was right. Uh, also, Froggy T Wright asked a good question that I, I don't think it does. Uh, does the Steam survey show how many people have a con- or use controller? That, that would actually be kind of cool. No, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. But look, there's, there's just a lot of history here. The other thing is, like, look. How many times have we been in Slack and you go like, hey, look, so-and-so is marketing a game or a gaming PC or like, and you see them using a controller, right? They're playing Counter-Strike and you're using a controller or whatever. And we all go like, oh my God, that's just a bad look. That is just like... It is a bad it's look. It's just a bad what look. Is counter-strike? We all do yeah. the same thing. We all do it, right? Brad has done it. Adam has done it. Like, because... Cause, the problem is... I like how he left me out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> you have to use a controller because of that injury from when you were in Special Forces. Or can I talk about that? We can't talk about that. It's secret. That's why it's called special. But I'm saying <laughs> we see it all the time where, like, you see you see these brain-dead Mac user advertising agencies where they go, oh, look, we're advertising this <laughs> Alienware He's laptop. everybody on No, but seriously, right? I mean, I'm... Wait, look, hold on, hold on. There are plenty of there are Mac people who play games, and then there's 99 percent of Mac people who don't play games, right? Mm-hmm. Their idea of game, everybody thinks, is a controller. That is not mm-hmm. gaming for PC, and that's why people get so radioactive when they see somebody playing games. It's like, what the hell? I mean, I'm, right? I mean, that's, yeah, I that's I'm not it's saying from. that I agree that you should advertise someone playing Counter Strike with a controller because I also think that's weird. Because yeah, that I, doesn't. Make I don't know about you. I'm just saying that in the in the privacy of my own home or even the comfort of the, my own <laughs> workplace set, <laughs> I'm going to choose the thing that makes me comfortable. Uh, no, that, and again, that that's the that's now, is now if, I was, if the title of the video want. was "I'm going to play my first, you know, CS:GO match and I have a controller in my hands," then yes, everyone is like totally valid and screaming at me. Okay, 
totally fair. Uh, Jan Jan Dokic says, uh, "How much rum is in Gordon's can of Coke?" <laughs> I just am trying to explain why people get so hot. Because we get hot ourselves, right? We see it all the time. You'll see like, oh, you see like, oh, wait, hold on, uh, somebody testing a gaming laptop with the controller, and Gordon, you just slap your head. Gordon, right? uh, we uh, Canon right here has a good point. Uh, do you consider VR gaming PC gaming? Yeah, of course. All gaming is gaming. People, you can't play VR games with keyboard and mouse. Oh, really? Yeah, How controllers? Do you, you have to start it with what? You're gonna? Uh-huh, no, you can't. You got you got to start it with your keyboard and mouse. You got to get no, there. No, I'm I'm saying gaming on it. You don't game. Uh, yeah, you don't do VR gaming with a keyboard and mouse. <laughs> gaming with a controller is perfectly fine. That's the advantage of an open platform. We don't lock off your ports just to be a holes to you, which is exactly why they did it, right? No, no. This uh, VR gaming though is almost one hundred percent controller gaming. Yeah, and it is controller, and it is look flying and driving games with a controller is generally better for some people. There are some people that fighting ass. games. Yeah, in fighting games, there are some things that are better. First person shooter better, and then he's like for some people. First person yeah, yeah. shooter with the controller? Come on. That is like the worst experience in the world. It's just terrible. <laughs> All right, right? Now, now he's getting into extremes again. No, but I, it is exactly it is it's just yeah, if you can do it because that's like the only way you can play. Yeah, hey, more power to you. But I'm saying that's why people get so radioactive when they see it. They think it's just another, like, somebody who doesn't know anything about gaming trying to play games. And that's what it looks like to some people. That's a misconception. And it is that's a misconception. A preconception. Well, it's a preconception, <laughs> and part of that is your reaction to getting stepped on all the time because people always say, oh, well, you know, gaming on a... I mean, we see it all the time. We see it in advertising. We see it in marketing, marketing collateral, you know. It just sounds very insecure to me because if your platform is so great, why you do you care people are insecure? But this is a common thread. He, it, people are always out to get, you know, the PC, the, all those console gamers from the past. People are always trying uh, to get the PC. All these controller people. <laughs> and and I, know, I know you think I'm crazy, but it's going to happen all over again. We're going to get a new gaming cycle. Maybe Stadia will recover. Maybe we'll get whatever oh, God, X-Play. No. no. That's not going to happen. And no. then you're going to see Wall Street and analysts again pushing the PC is dead again thing. And that but people are still they, pushing that line because today. Because they say it doesn't make it true. Yeah. And you know what? You We're also here. should not shut up. You should not just sit down and let them mouth off with that stuff. You got to get in their face nope. and say, no, you're wrong. But you're getting in our face. I think that's the problem. And that's the problem. We're, we're not. Yeah. So, <laughs> is that, you know, hey, you know what? If Nano's came in here, get in his face, Gordon. But, you know, you're getting in our face. Look, I have lived through it. I've lived through many, many wars. So, okay. So this is PTSD we're dealing with. Yes. Yeah, okay. Got it. Just it's just not. It's, it's you cool. know, you're cool. always on the fence. You, you always, you always have to defend it because if you don't, they will Gordon take has it shell away. shock. They will step on it. And believe me, they will do it. And it will happen. Um I'm I'm only you know what? Clearly I'm just looking forward to Microsoft Flight Simulators, so I have an excuse to bust yes. out my flight stick well, again. Oh my god, I wish I had a flight stick. <laughs> I got it for Elite Dangerous. It was great. Elite Dangerous VR headset and flight stick. Mm. Yeah, uh, I went to play some helicopter uh, helicopter sims and I don't have a joystick anymore. Like I have I have an original Microsoft force feedback controller that has, <laughs> has <laughs> plastic for the word yeah like, no ah, crap i got to call it a controller i'm at the buy one but no ah. it has the old it has the game controller connector <laughs> it looks like a smaller centronics port you know mm-hmm. i think it may run on i wish to see if it actually still runs on mm. usb Try it out. I, look, there's nothing right. wrong with it. Again, uh, that's why right, I open right. platform. Okay. We can do we, it. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. We have some questions. We have questions. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Um, we are going to plan to do more live uh, streamed <laughs> builds this year, so stay tuned for that. If you have any suggestions or requests, drop them in our Discord, and uh, we'll take a look. Uh, you know, and actually, breaking news from uh, Devinish uh, over on our Discord channel uh, just linked me to an article that Valve posted a little over a year ago, breaking down controller usage. <gasps> yeah, anyway, anyone want yeah, yeah. to see this? Yeah, I think it they was had that. the Xbox Xbox controller whomped. Uh, the Xbox 360 specifically, yeah, forty five percent. Xbox One was nineteen percent. Mm. Uh, PS Four twenty percent. Um, yeah, Steam the, controller was the, like the Steam controller one point five million. Yeah, uh, compared oh, to the Xbox Three Sixty was which was twenty seven million. <laughs> I still uh, have my Xbox Three Sixty controller, and the nubs are starting to wear off, and I'm going to have to get rid of it soon. And I'm very sad about it because you can't buy them anymore. Really? Surely you could get one off of eBay, or you can get them used or janky or whatever. But I don't like the Xbox One controller as much. The shape of it is just a little bit different, and it doesn't feel the same mm-hmm. in the hand. I have Xbox One controllers. I have Xbox One controllers <laughs> that you gave me, or not the one, but the 360. I gave you a 360 controller because you requested Corded. it for your kid. Yeah, yeah. We still have them. So use them for driving <laughs> games sometimes. Uh, Don't throw them under the bus like that. Unfortunately, this doesn't say. Uh, I said for his kid. I protected his reputation. No, I, I again, I don't, I don't even understand it. Um, I'm, unfortunately, I'm they, they don't break down mouse and keyboard versus controller. No, I mean, it's over, going to overwhelmingly mouse. Yeah. Well, keyboard how many? No, I think you'd be surprised. Yeah, I would be surprised that it would be more than five percent of of total playing time. Mm, I think it's more than yeah, that. It's definitely more than that. But I still think mouse and keyboard probably is a majority of some sort. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Anyway, questions. We got we got questions. lots of cool questions. I'm going to switch the little graphic. If you have a question, the best place to get it to is our full nerd Discord. Link to it uh, in the description. Um, you can drop them there anytime, and then we get to them on the show uh, a little later. Uh, the first one uh, actually came in from um, uh, YouTube. I've got a couple over here on YouTube. Uh, the the woke flat Earth man gave us two dollars <laughs> earlier. Thank oh, you, uh, and said. Um, what do you think of the NVIDIA MX350 uh, being Pascal instead of Touring? Have they announced an MX350? Or you, you think, maybe, maybe the uh, it was worded a little weird, but yeah, maybe it's like, do you think? Yeah, or, or yeah, I don't know. Do I? Uh, let's see. Let me see what we can talk about. What you think oh, it's rumors. of MX350? Yeah, I think MX, rumors. Yeah, rumors over 330 and 350. Yeah, it's the same old thing. It's just, I I think it's going to be, yeah, not, it's not going to be a gaming part, right? It's going to be basically Pascal clocked up or something, probably. I'm, I'm looking at notebook, MX- notebook check, MX330, right? Yeah. That's what It'll be Pascal. Asking. It'll be a clock. MX, MX series parts are typically not parts that you would look to game on most of the time anyway. Usually they're thrown in in systems where you might use that. For extra productivity boost. Yeah, like, like a 15 inch laptop. Yeah. 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 So, no, I mean, it's 13s. an unannounced part, so who knows? Oh, they just want to put them 13s. 13s and 14s. Uh, actually, you know, it's an awesome laptop that I have right now, although it, it depends on how you define awesome, but I have that as MSI Prestige 14, 14 inch laptop, six core Common Lake, and GeForce GTX uh, 1650 Max Q part. And the interesting thing is they're saying, because, you know, that is obviously, it is a 1650. It is it is not a Pascal part. 
Um, their argument is like, look, I know people are like, oh, you can't game on this. It's just it throttles when you game. It's like, well, it's not made for gaming. It really is. It's a content creation, sort of light duty content creation laptop. But I didn't realize this, but the MX parts don't have the um, newer encoder. They actually, they don't even have, they don't have NV Ink at all. So the 1650 has NV Ink. The MX parts don't. So if you want to do, you know, uh, Premiere encode using NV Ink or something, or, or using an NV Ink app or, you know, some CUDA based thing, 1650 is so it's a serious step up over an MX250 part. And I'm fine since they're not really gaming parts. I'm fine with them. I mean, obviously, you'd prefer it to be the new tech, but as long as they're being clear about what they're selling, I'm fine with them using older stuff. Yeah. Although I don't know. I, actually, look, there's a, actually notebook check. Where do they? We get a counter. They're saying there is a Turing base MX350. I don't know. I thought it was going to be Pascal's, what the, the rumors were, but if they're saying it's Turing base, I don't know. We'll see, right? Uh, all right. Next one uh, from uh, E Honda. Uh, th- this this came in and said, uh, "I'm a building a gaming slash streaming slash editing video editing computer. Should I go with a 5700 XT or a 2060 Super? Maybe spend a little more and go a 2070 Super. Also going AMD. Maybe get a 3700 X. I currently have a Mac uh, and I'm making the switch. I'm not sure what program I will use, but I currently use Final Cut Pro." I think the biggest GPU concern would be based off what you use for content creation. Probably Adam could speak more to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of them most of them are going to favor Nvidia on that end. I, I would I would always probably prefer an Nvidia card if you can swing it. Uh, but for the the CPU, uh, I mean, especially if you're you're going high end like that, I, I would go AMD as well. Uh, although I, here's a crazy thing, though, I almost think. This is going to sound crazy coming from me, but maybe you should think about staying on Mac. I, do they say what they have currently? They do not. No, because I mean, the main reason I think you switch to PC is if you're in, you're willing to deal with Adobe and Premiere and all that stuff. Well, he wants to get into to gaming as well. So, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, GeForce now. I mean, maybe it's just that because Final Cut really does have the advantage on, on the Mac platform because it's so closely tuned to their hardware. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a you are gonna you probably I don't know. There's a main. Well, I guess if you do a big enough PC, it's it's fine. I mean, make, making the jump from one uh, editing platform to another is already kind of a headache. Uh, but then making that jump f- to a different OS is like another headache on top of that. You know, so it's you know you you, you really want to have to get out of it to get yeah. out of it but i mean it's doable i did you know it's not like it's not doable and i guess at a certain point you might as well you must just go all in right because why because you could argue like well what about booting into windows and playing a game in windows but it's just it's always kind of terrible gaming on Macs in in boot camp is not fun right so uh also we we got a five dollars from david wilson on youtube thank you uh question for you elena mm-hmm. uh would you ride with gordon if he had a tesla model 3 keyboard and mouse edition so no no steering wheel, just keyboard and mouse. Oh. <laughs> I mean, is it a brand new Tesla 3, or is this like after Gordon's had it for a little bit? Well, you, it doesn't matter, because 
What, you don't drive it anyway. Just turn on the autopilot thing and you go to sleep. Yeah. Boom, there you go. <laughs> Everybody on the Tesla does anyway. What's so the point? So that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, real question. A uh, game dweller asked earlier, uh, how much more superior... How much more superior is a 3.5 7200 RPM hard drive over a 2.5 5200 RPM hard drive? Uh, 5400? It's the RPM that matters. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It actually... Yeah, it's actually a a severe was it seventy two hundred versus fifty four hundred RPM yeah. and different sizes. It's a it's a huge huge difference. I mean, we're talking like that seventy two hundred RPM drive is smoking fast. You might get up to hundred megs or hard drive. Hundred megs a second <laughs> on the outer edges of the platter, and you know a lot of those mobile two point five they just don't they don't. I mean, the aerial density has increased quite a bit, but I mean, you might go from saying. I'm just thinking if if the game loads at like say 28 seconds on the mobile drive, it might drop to 25 seconds. <laughs> no, it's bigger than that. <laughs> no, well, I mean, you could go to 24 seconds to launch that game. <laughs> Actually, wait, wait, that's ridiculous. If it takes if it takes 200 seconds to load that game on the mobile drive, it might drop to 150 seconds. That's Huge. That's a that's that's a game changer in 1998. And but, Gordon's making jokes, but a serious answer is: if you can get the 7200 RPM drive, get that because yes, it will still be noticeably slower than SSD, but it'll also be noticeably faster and more responsive feeling in general. Like even just opening programs mm-hmm. and applications and files, if you use a 7200 RPM drive. Actually, I I'm going to disagree here. Because I'm what I'm actually saying is don't buy a hard drive for any of that. Just yeah, buy an you SSD. Don't know, you don't know the situation. I don't know the situation. If, and I, also, the, maybe, maybe they have a hand me down, and they're just like, "Hey, will, will this be better?" I you would know? argue that if you even care about performance, that question is irrelevant at this point. I think that's. I actually dis- respectfully disagree because for some people, that is a performance question. The performance difference is so minimal. I don't think. Especially it's when you not. Can, it's not. When's the last time you used a 5400 drive? I have one in my computer right now at work. Oh my god! <laughs> How often horrible. do you complain about that, Gordon? It's, all it's horrible. And yeah. I have Optane. I have Optane memory technology because that's how I ordered. No, I get it, but Gordon. Team. Gordon, this is none like, of you even use hard drive based. I do. It's the worst things. That's your my, that's your my, desktop. Your laptop. My is, company issued laptop for is whatever. A hard drive? Yes, I don't know why. Mine too. I'm about that's to actually perform it. surgery on it because I can't stand it anymore. But I'm just gonna say gordon like there are people who like you walk where you're so broke when you walk into a grocery store and you need toilet paper and like the fact that this roll of toilet paper is like two ply and it's going to cut you in, in certain Ooh. sensitive places but it's 17 cents cheaper than this other one that'll cut you less <laughs> is actually a big deal i don't think anybody it's not helpful to tell them just buy the charmin that's going to just leave lint <laughs> everywhere i think anybody in that situation is not really looking Differences between 7200 RPM hard drive and a 5400 RPM hard drive. This is an analogy, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> get the like, first, I got to get toilet. Now I got to get hard drive. You built your $300 PC <laughs> with a hard drive? No, I chose not to. And I, I, I fully acknowledge that I splurged. Yeah. So splurge and get the SSD. And <laughs> I'm saying. In my view of the world, Brad disagrees, Elena disagrees because you're out there, whatever, with the bad two-ply toilet paper. My feeling is like, 
the, the, the differences in the world between an SSD and a hard drive is like hard drive yes. speeds, hard drive speeds, and is not even a question at this point. Cause it's I just, agree 100%. I said earlier that I would not, like, I would have put an SSD in that $300 ring because I can't go back to using a hard drive at this point. But I don't know what this person's circumstances are. If that's really what they're trying to choose between, go for the faster one. That's all I'm saying. It will make a noticeable difference between 7,200 and 5,400. I mean, it's like, what is that, 30% faster, something like that? And you do feel that when you're opening programs and stuff. Maybe. I mean, it just feels <laughs> like... I, yeah, because you're used to fast SSDs, man. I just think, <laughs> I'm just saying then, you know what? Use GeForce Now, save up every month, and then you buy your SSD just like you're with your GPU. Well, and right? we don't know the specifics of the, the situation of the person. Yeah, but, okay. My, but I'm just saying the difference is, is so you're, you're, you're also, they didn't say specifically for gaming either. So. But I'm just saying we live in a world of SSDs that are low priced, and you would be giving up so much. If you're looking at paying... Thirty dollars more for a seventy-two hundred RPM hard drive over the other drive. You're pretty close to getting an SSD as a boot drive or something, right? I just, I just would not recommend hard drives as a primary boot device. Period. Anymore. I don't, we don't disagree with you on that point. Okay. There we go. They got a full fleshed answer there. <laughs> Surprisingly more full fleshed than I expected. Ooh, no. Uh, all right. Uh, a uh, couple more questions, and then we'll be out of here. Uh, JTray93 over on Discord uh, said, "I'm pairing a fifty. I'm I'm pairing a fifty-seven hundred XT with a Ryzen nine thirty-nine hundred X. Is that okay? People keep telling me on Reddit it will bottleneck. This is a dumb question, and I double checked on PC Part Picker. Uh, this is the second part of the question. Uh, but is a seventy-five hundred watt fine with the fifty-seven hundred XT? Seventy-five hundred watt." You mean well, power supply? Power supply. 750, yeah. I'm sorry, 750 yes, watt fine. power supply fine with 5700 XT. 100%, yes, it's more than fine. Like I said, I have an 1800X and a 2080 Ti right now in here, although it's usually an 1080 Ti on 650, and it runs fine, even overclocked and whatnot. The power supply is fine, and no, it's not going to bottleneck in any appreciable way that you're going to notice. People lean too hard on that these days in general if you're spending roughly the same amount of money or even just decent money like those are both good higher end parts don't worry about bottlenecking they'll be fun yeah i, I think that's is it as fast as the 9800 ks no but do you care probably not yeah, yeah it's not gonna make a difference all right. people on reddit love to make a difference big which i love reddit i'm on reddit all the time uh but a lot of the arguments that happen that happen in Reddit and on Twitter and in forums anywhere is arguing over whether that last final 3% matters and it doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. One, one, uh, one fun one. And then one last serious one, uh, Dennis, uh, over on YouTube asked, uh, do you guys miss working for print publications? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I like setting out the magazines and stuff, but I hate having to think three months in advance and, figure out how am I going to fill 20 pages of print magazine? How am I going to stretch out this article that I'm writing to fit in there? What sidebars am I going to have to figure out? I enjoyed having the extra time to think about things, but I much prefer being reactive and moving faster. It's completely flipped for me. <laughs> so everything that you listed as a negative, I really miss. I love having the, the, the time to really plan. I love the puzzle of, because I actually used to do the flat plan of like trying to make it all fit into, you know, 
96 pages, 120, whatever the, you know, signatures, how many we ever, how many we were allotted. Um, I love having a physical item to hold in my hand afterwards to have it on the shelf to say like, I got to work on that. Um, I I miss the photography. I miss having a separate art department where I could just say, here are the Mm -hmm. words. Can you just like take some great photos for that? Thanks. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I miss it a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn between both because I think it's it's different. I like the speed that we can move at now. That's actually fun. I like the fact that we're talking to you on this internet technology that thing. Cool. That is really awesome. Uh, and there's there's really some. There was a special period of time to print. Um, probably like you could say the same thing of any technology that really is. You know, we'll miss it when it's all gone one day, and we'll realize we have. We we have unfortunately closed the door on something that probably you know we shouldn't have closed the door on. So, but you know it's it's awesome to have done it once. Could I do either? Yeah, I could do either. But um, there's pluses and, and minuses to both as all things in life. Uh, you know, print is awesome though because you could. I can guarantee you that somebody will pull out a magazine at my funeral in a hundred years, and mm-hmm. there will be uh, it'll still be good. <laughs> hundred years from now, YouTube will YouTube actually will Google keep all of these files. I don't know. Some of my articles from three years ago are busted some different ways. So yeah, the internet is not as permanent as print. That's definitely one thing that I sort of miss about print. Mm. So, and print is final. It doesn't, you can't change it. There is no going back. So. Yeah. But yeah, I might've, I might've said it on here before, but I was actually in the last print edition print issue of both PC world and laptop magazines. So I'm like the kiss of death for print magazines is what it turns out to be. Ooh. Don't hire Reddit's freelance. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh. That's like bad news. You're like, <laughs> yeah, You're like get that guy in the digital edition. <laughs> Man, that's bad. All right. Last thing, uh, with the special help from friend of the show, uh, Chayton, uh, he did some digging for me, got some information, some Aww. statistics here. Uh, around the time that that article was published on Steam about the controller usage, there was around 90 million active players on Steam. The chart showed that a total of 60 million players used controller actively Boom. on Steam. Hmm. Oh, Interesting. My question was about time played. <laughs> no. Where's that in that set? <laughs> well, I, no, I mean, he could good. probably that's dig into that too. Yeah, what? <laughs> he can probably dig into that too, but yeah. So, uh, and the, and he specifically said they they also <laughs> they also charted uh, if the controller was plugged in at the time of the game launching, like they they knew if you had a controller in and you were oh, actively using it. That's useful. Uh, versus like if it was just sitting there. Well, no, uh, actually. So. Are they actually checking to see if you're using it or from input? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had to register input. Well, so. but it, okay. I mean, it just sounds like you said that it, you had to be plugged in. I'm sorry. No, I described it wrong. I mean, it, obviously, it has to be plugged in to get registered input, but it's registering inputs. I uh, so gonna, so it, so it is an active number. He's going to dig mean. into these numbers himself. Yeah. No, I'm not going to dig <laughs> in because I know the answer, and it's you know again, you use it for the game. Use a tool for the job. Controller, if you're going to play a driving game, how popular are driving games? How popular are shooters? How popular? It's an open and flexible platform. Yeah, you, you can, can do, do whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, do. you can. You can people drive do. with your feet. You can drive with your feet, <laughs> Elena. Did you know that? You can easily do it. Not, not on the actual roads because there are laws. No, about... but you can do it. I'm just saying, should you do it? <laughs> you know. On that note, it's called like time. the keyboard or something like that. What is it? <laughs> There actually is. It's a controller for your feet. Yeah, Hayden looked at E3. Yeah. I remember we did. Something. I have one. That was I was VR, in I my. No, no. There's a stomp. 
the stomp oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I still have one. I haven't yep. tossed it out. Yeah, yet. and they're like accessibility controllers that have, you know, non-traditional, you know, methods for input. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, thank, uh, thank you to whoever for looking that up, though. That's super interesting. I'm glad we were able to come full circle on that right on the same show. <laughs> yep. And anyway, not changed the agreement at all. why don't that. we get out of here? It's lunchtime. Everybody. Check back for your... Yeah, I'm going to say He's going to eat his lunch so angrily. He's so feisty today. No, because I'm... No, I'm... The PC is not under attack right now, week. Gordon. We're okay. Yeah. The okay. PC We're is safe. always under attack. We are always under attack. <laughs> Look what I started. I'm sorry, Adam. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You can, you uh, can check back next sit week here and be for... complacent. <laughs> there will be sentinels week. protecting us. A silent <laughs> sentinel. Check and Batman was pretty silent, for... wasn't he? You're not very silent, though, Gordon. Yeah. Check a dark night, you know? <laughs> PC is a hero you, you deserve. I don't know. That makes no sense. That doesn't make any sense. It sounds really good, though, when, when he says it that way. Uh, check back next week. Check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send your questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. And also, please leave a review. Every time you do, somebody uses a controller to type their homework on. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Lainey. Bye, everyone. Adam Patrick Murray will try to use a controller to turn off the stream. Uh, actually, I, I am using a controller uh, to turn off the stream. This is, uh, this is a controller. Uh, you know what? Everyone go out and hug a controller player. We'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>